Welcome, ladies, to the Sasha Eburn Podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with an unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Sasha Eburn Show, where we unravel the success stories of virtual assistant businesses. I'm your host, Sasha Eburn, and today we're diving into a fascinating journey of admin and co. Ever wondered how they became a lasting force in the virtual assistant landscape? Our guest today, Lee Doherty, a VA veteran, will share the success stories and secrets that propelled admin and co to success and carved their unique niche in the ever-evolving industry. Discover the key factors of their success and the secrets behind the business structure that sets them apart in a competitive landscape. We'll tackle the burning question of employees versus contractors and get insights on the crucial workforce management decisions of an aspiring VA. Ever face challenges with clients wanting to interview your team members? Our expert has navigated this controversy and will provide real talk on maintaining client relationships while respecting team privacy and professionalism. Stay tuned as we uncover Admin & Co's unconventional client acquisition strategies in the world saturated with competition. Buckle up for a journey through the intricacies of running a thriving virtual assistant business as we uncover the story and strategies behind Admin & Co. And welcome to the show, Lee. Thanks so much for jumping on today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Before we dive in and get to know who you are and your business, Let's talk about how we met because I think it's pretty cool because it was re- really quite early in my journey, probably only the first few months. Yeah, I think I, I think I recognised she was a newbie, newbie to the group. I was, I was uh-huh. very much a newbie. We met in a online co-working session. Yeah, in a VA group. So pro- I probably would love to say about what the best thing about our industry is is that there is no competition. Like I've never looked at any VAs and I feel that if anyone wants to come into our industry, you're going to have so many women wanting to just push you up and Mm. just show you the way. It's such a collaborative, sharing, helpful environment. So, yes, that's how we met. I've probably stalked you a few times and just dropped you random DMs about knowing that you're at a similar journey, you know, running a team and everything like that. So it can be very lonely, I think, where we sit sometimes. And yeah, as I said, we've never, never felt that um, we we're competition to each other. No, and I think it's great to be able to have those contacts that you have to be able to reach out to when things don't always go the way that you need them to go. And sometimes you do just need to vent. And, you know, I value the friendship that we've created mm. and the fact that, you know, I've definitely learned from you over, over the last few years as well. And I think it's, yeah, it definitely pays to collaborate and connect with people rather than seeing people as competition. And I think it's definitely been worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't want anyone to really go through the hard stuff that, that you you do, you you've done. And yeah, to actually sort of say, Hey, that happened to me. And yes. this, this was what I did. Maybe it might help you too. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. 
definitely sharing your experience as well. And I think that will lead into, I'd love for you to share with us your story and how you created your business. And I guess for me coming new into the industry, I did see you very much as what we call a veteran in the industry. Because <laughs> a lot of people come in and they don't last past a couple of years and you have been doing it for a while. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about how Admin & Co came about. Yeah, so I think we're coming to eight years, nine years now, and it's certainly not how I started. I started as a solo VA. I'm 51, so I'm on my last runway, I like to say, but I <laughs> no. don't feel, I don't feel 51. I started working at 17, always in admin type roles. So yeah, probably had 25 years under my belt before I actually it's a female thing. Menopause actually pushed me out of normal corporate work. I yeah, ended right. up having a surgical menopause at the age of 40 and had three young kids at the time trying to hold down a four-day-a-week job, running around, and chronic exhaustion. So I had to actually take four, four months off work yeah, wow. uh, to reset do all that type of stuff. And as it was coming to the time of, are you coming back? Mm. I'm like, some days I was right, but yeah. some days I still couldn't get up until nine or 10. And I was supposed to be, you know, half an hour from home, mm. dropped all the kids off at school, parked the car in a car park and sit at a desk till five o'clock. My body was just like, there's not, we can't do this. I actually didn't, align myself to a VA. I said I was a mobile freelance admin person. Probably like, what it was I, I, back then. I, oh, I don't know what it was like. It was just a VA was an overseas offshore mm. person. I come from a regional town in Victoria, not an hour out of Melbourne, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's the largest sort of city outside. And probably wasn't until so yeah. Straight away, got a client, basically put a Facebook post up saying, hey, I'm doing some Adwin work from home. Can I help anyone? And it was actually an ex-employer. I was a EA at the Chamber of Commerce. They said, hey, do you think someone could just jump in the back of our website, do a bit of research on events and stuff like that? So it just grew organically like that. But I probably aligned myself to more staying in the regional town, do you know what I mean? I was just going to serve. I didn't even think about what other opportunities were out there until COVID hit. And COVID hit hard. All my eggs were in baskets with clients that didn't have industries that were sustainable. So it was like, okay, let's jump on this thing called Zoom. You know, I would never jump on a Zoom call. Today, yeah. I am, I live on Zoom. I am five hours a day talking to clients, talking to team. You know, I look back and I, I have to go. There's always silver linings out mm. of everything. Sure. Had I not got sick, I'd still be stuck in a nine to five, yeah. you know, going, if I type another letter about someone's tax return, I'll go, I'll go he. But yeah, that, and I love it. I love being a business owner. Yeah. As much as it's been crap at so many times, I love it. I could never be in a corporate role again. No. And nah. probably working and thought, for somebody else as well. 
Well, I'd like to work for me. If someone could give me a job for me, <laughs> like, you know, just sit back and do cow, I say, I just girls, I say this to the team, I go, I can't wait for the day that one of you step up and take over this and I just do camber because <laughs> that's all just I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the fact that you mentioned that, you know, we do get to get on Zoom and we do get to connect because for those that may be starting, there is a perception that it can be quite lonely. And I think it's definitely the opposite. The amount of connections, the amount of other VAs, the amount of clients. I've actually, it's just opened up this entire world of people that you can, you get to connect with each and every day, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, I probably connect more working from my home yeah. office than I probably did in an office. You know That's what I mean? Right. I might have seen the one or two people that, but it was head down, work sort of thing. But yeah, no, definitely. And the fabulous thing about being a VA is all the business that we, we sort of operate is the different type of conversations we have yeah. every hour with people. Do you know what I mean about yeah. where you're at, what's happening? Yeah, always trying to create connections with my team. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because, yeah, a lot, that's what a lot of the reasons why people do join a team is for more connection. It is. But, yeah, you've just yeah. you've got to create it yourself too. You've got to create those times in your operating rhythms for connection. Yeah, you have um, to get out to happen. and network for sure. Correct, correct. What do you think the main reasons are that you have been so successful in the years of business that you've been in? I don't give up. I think it would have been very easy many times. I, I see jobs in the paper, job, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, really, really? You know, like it could no. be so easy, but... I don't know. Yeah, I I feel that my definition of success is that I can actually support my team members. There are so many good people doing admin who, in those support roles and everything like that, who are stuck in these in these jobs because they can't see outside. Had I not got sick, I would not have push myself yeah. to actually think, is there, what else can I do? I'm stuck. I can't do this. I would have just kept cruising along. The opportunity, my, my definition of success is that I can run a business. I can support my clients really well and I can give my team an opportunity to be financially stable for themselves, can work around their kids. Yeah. I can still remember crying. At school, when I realised I saw the Easter bonnet parade for the first, which is a horror, like it's it's a pretty crappy event, but I can still remember it. I just got overwhelmed when I realised this is the first one that I've actually been able to see, and it's my third child, not my eldest, not my middle, my third, because I was stuck in those type of jobs. So the fact that. My team members can say, hey, it's so-and-so, they're in grade six, they've got to do this, can I do these hours? The fact that I can give them that, not they yeah. can still earn money, they don't have to take time off to do it and everything like that, I think that that makes me feel successful and yeah. that people learn from me, even yeah. though, you know, like they learn the way. You know, I just sat back the other day and I saw an ex-team member and I thought, hang on, how many of these ex-team members or contractors that had started with me over the journey, how many are actually running their own teams now? Yeah. How many of them have got, you know, successful businesses? 
you know, one of them, I'm not going to say what it is, but runs this agency and I'm like, I remember you telling me I only charge $23 an hour and me saying to you, I'm hiring you, but I'm not paying you $23 an hour. I'm paying you X and you need to be going back to, if you're doing that work for any client, I want you to go and tell them that I need to. And I look at her now and I just go, wow. But, you know, the amount that has started with me and are now, you know, not necessarily running a team, but they've really grown into being a VA, what they specialise in, how they onboard, how they, you know, sort of thing. And I'm thinking I've had a little bit of DNA in that and I love it. I love it. You know, like it's great because, you know, as I should talk about collaboration and competition, I want my team to be as good as me. Yeah. Like I, you know, I can't hold anyone to stay with me. Like you've got to be crazy. Yeah. But, you know, if you, you stay with me for six months and do a fabulous job, more to me, do you know what I mean, sort of thing. So, Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think we're never under any impression that people are going to stay forever either. Yeah. And, you know, if they do get better opportunities, I always say, like, great, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here on the sidelines cheering yeah. you on. If that's what's going to make you happy, then go and do that. I don't expect anybody yeah. to feel like they're obliged, they're committed, like any of that. I just want people to actually do what they want to do because yeah. then that's going to make them happy. Yeah. There's nothing worse than it shows if you stay somewhere just for the money, just for, you know, like no one, you know, we're at work too long for us not to love what we do. Yeah, for sure. And I'd love for you to share your business structure because I believe it's quite unique and I haven't seen anybody else around the country run with this type of business structure. And I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit and why it's so unique. Yeah, so I sort of came across this idea basically because I'm lazy. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, because there was not not enough of me, I suppose. And I kept identifying that people were coming to me and say, you know, I've been given this strategy, I've been thinking, but, you know, now I've got to find someone to implement it. I'm like, well, we could have done that for you and then implemented it and provide you the ongoing support. So we're online business managers and virtual assistant team. So clients come, they could be working with me, Stacey, Amber, Sheena, like they could be working with all four of us, one of us. Sometimes they might have a strategy meeting just with me. Sometimes it's the whole team, but we basically get it done. So it's it's about strategy and then doing, I suppose, is, is, is how we would say it. And basically there wasn't, I was getting tired of basically coming up with strategy and then having to do. And I'm like, right, how do I actually do this where I I love coming up with strategy and I love coming up with the ideas and pulling apart business and going, yep, this would be really good for you to do it this way and we need to implement this, 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 and then designing it. And then now the team are like, right, let's get it done type thing. So, yeah really being proactive but yeah I haven't seen anyone else doing it and it scares me because why why has not anyone worked this out that it's that it's it's quite it's quite good and it's quite fun to do it like this sort of thing so yeah so our clients love it uh, because they know that they can get the do but then they can actually have a business bestie to actually 
handhold them and help them yeah. make decisions and stuff like that. Like even today, I've had two client calls where we've basically changed directions of what they want to do, come up with, you know, how are you going to deliver a thing? Who's your niche? Come up with the names of things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, one of the clients just said, I want to explore this with you because I don't have anyone else to speak to about it. And that's yeah. what business can be like for a lot of our clients. It's even a little bit like it for me, even though I do have a partner and stuff like that. I still swear that I don't know <laughs> my husband and my kids actually know what I do. Yeah. I think they just think... Uh, mum sitting in her home office just chatting on Zoom all day. <laughs> Living a <her> best life. <laughs> That's right. I think it's really important to highlight because I think it's another misconception that people think that there is, you know, only a couple of different business structures. And really, when you create any sort of business, it's your business. You can create it how you want to. Yeah. Permission and, slip granted. Yeah, you can do yeah, whatever you like. You know, there's not just a solo VA yeah. and there's not just an agency VA yeah. either. There are many different ways and you know I never called myself an agency and we worked very different in yeah. the way that you do yeah. as well. And I think you know there's definitely that permission to create the business how you see that you want to work with your clients. You don't have to fit the mold of the, yeah. the next person's VA business or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. The danger well probably just something I'd like to keep the topic on is the danger with OBM, I suppose, is people think that it's a high ticket offer and it's an easy, easy transition or an easy, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll call myself an OBM and I'll be able to charge higher rates. Yes. It's not the case. As you would know, the, the difference is quite big and yeah. the expectations from our clients and, and those wanting an OBM is quite big. So yeah, it's, I mean, I studied management and HR. I think being a little bit older too, by the time I sort of tapped into that or put that label on myself, I'd had a lot of experience in business and working across the clients and stuff like that. So, We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build, grow and scale your VA biz to 30K plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VAW Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full-time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success, and build a thriving VA business, head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, that's just a word of warning. Don't don't label yourself an OBM unless you really want to be accountable for yeah. everything under the sun because yeah, exactly. you are. The buck stops with you. Yeah, for sure. And I very much try to encourage people to, you know, you can get sucked down in the labels. And, you know, what an OBM is for one company is totally different what an OBM is for the other company. So, one, yes, if you are going to pitch yourself in that premium rate, so you need to be able to essentially put your money where your mouth is, make sure that you can deliver to your client. And also, to, you know, like you're saying, if you are going to jump into that more management style OBM, actually have your wits about you and actually have the strength to be able to commit to that client. Yeah. 
100%. And be really clear on your scope. Do you yes. know what I mean with the client? Like, communication. if you're, yeah, if you're a systems and tech sort of OBM or you, you know, you just want to do team management, but you don't want to actually do all the HR or anything like that yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, just get really clear. Cause as you said, everyone's definitions of what an OBM in their business varies. Yes. But you've got to be really clear that you're that OBM for them and that yeah. they're very clear what you will actually do for them. Yeah, perfect. I'd love to dive into a hot topic that we talk about all the time. And that what that's the distinction between employees and contractors. And what factors should VAs consider when they're deciding whether to bring team on to hire employees or to hire contractors? Yeah, it depends on look. Working with contractors is a lot easier. There's no, you know, I have a lot of, it took me a long time. So what are we coming into year nine? I've had employees for a year now. I was basically at the point that I had, I had to stop leads coming in because I didn't have the capacity for anyone to feel all the capacity, all the commitment, which that's what a contractor is. You have no rights over them, no, you know, you do the scope of engagement if you have them from, you know, January to March and they're doing an X amount of hours and all that type of stuff. But only you don't, you don't with an employee as well. But my service packages are a minimum 20 hours a month. Yeah, great. So if you are a contractor and you're working with me and you might have three or four other clients, you mightn't have that much to actually give me to actually serve that client, whereas my employees are 30 hours a week, 120 hours a month, and it has set me free, I suppose, in the in the development of the business and the service and everything like that. So employees are more in the business. I'm not saying that they are more, oh, you know, you manage – you have more control of them because you don't. No. They're human beings yeah. and all that type of stuff. But you ha- they're more invested in yes. the business because they're in there more. They're not yeah. turning up, you know, on a Tuesday and yeah, only exactly. working for that client sort of thing. So it, it still scares me sometimes, you know. It's, yeah. uh, you know, what if I another COVID hit? Well, just it is what it is and yeah. I'll, I'll face yeah, that it. hurdle when it comes. Yeah. But, you know, my employees – have come to me because they wanted the security. They, not that they didn't want to market, but there's a lot of, you know, running the business work that you have to do as a contractor to actually keep your clients doing that. I do all that for them. That's yeah. why I say I would love to be employed. <laughs> Just to be that <laughs> For me, for me, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, could someone hire me? I think I said to Amber, one of my team members, I go, so when are you going to come run this and I'll come work for yeah, you? Yeah. Think. So as you know, like, it's hard. It yeah. doesn't, it's it's 24-7. And, you know, employees is a different level of let's try and keep them happy. Let's yeah. try and make sure that, you know, they're supported. Let's listen for th- that. What I would say was one of my secret, uh, and I, I, my secret source or my secret ability is to very quickly judge what a person's like, what they, sure, you know, sure. how the tone and that, because I, I had done seven primary schools by the time I'd hit high school. Sure. And I think being the new kid all the time, 
gave me some wits. There was girls that hated me right on site. Do you know what I mean? And I had to, you know, I had months of hell teasing and all that type of stuff. But it's made me as an older adult very quick to, are they happy? Is there, you know, picking up on those nuances in conversation and stuff like that. But yeah, employees tick for me. Yep. (laughs) Employees for the women. (laughs) There is a challenge that we have to face as VAs. And one that I know that we've spoken about is often clients want to interview our team members. And it's something that I struggled with because really you're providing a business to business service. And I always like to map it across to when I was in the hotel industry and I would, you know, sell a conference. And not at one point did I ever get asked by a client to interview the person that's going to run their event on the floor. Mm. However, there seems to be this misconception that a v, the VA industry is different and I'm sure where they came from. However, give yeah. us some tangible steps on how you've navigated this when clients have said to you, I want to interview your team member to make sure they're the right fit because they're going to, going to be working in my business. I have said red flag because I'm red flag to you. <laughs> because if you don't trust my – I've already told you that my team members are vetted, they have passed tests, they, you know, all these things. I I always say my reputation is this whole business. Why would I have a team member in here that is not going to be reliable, not going to be able to deliver the service I'm promising you, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I have not had a client who has actually said I don't like anyone in my team. And that's, you know, like, could you switch me off? Yeah. But I have said to people, you know, I don't come in and tell you who to hire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean for your service? I think you might have even said you don't ask the plumber who's who's going to be coming to do my plumbing. You know, can I meet them first? I want their resume. Before they come into my bathroom. Like, you know, like. Yes. Yeah, so I have enough respect for a plumber that he has a qualified plumber to actually come and do my plumbing. I do believe that, you know, it's a lack of, it's disrespectful for us as business owners in our industry that you're right, that people think that we're unqualified. I don't know why they think that it's our brand and our reputation. Yeah. We're not running businesses just to, you know, for the fun of it. No. And I think we're not going to go and ask the plumber for their plumber's resume. It's just not a thing that you do. So correct. it's it's the same thing. But, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely for our listeners, how would you actually respond to somebody like that? If you were face-to-face with them and they said that to you, can can you give us an example? Okay, so you've just told me that. I just said, look, you'll meet your team you know, on the first onboarding call. However, I said, you must respect that yeah. I have done my due diligence. It takes a lot for a person to get a seat at the table to work with yeah. admin and co. I do thorough testing. I make sure that, you know, I have key foundations and skills yeah. that they need to meet, key ways that they need to do them, and they're actually buddied up and trained very well before they're let out into the wild over <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's about boundaries and, you know, as well, you are the CEO, so also show up as a CEO and 
I guess have yeah. those hard conversations with clients if you need to. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I've had people say to me, oh, I'm going to a meeting with the CEO. I don't know how this is going. And I remind them that you're a CEO you too. It's actually yeah, right. a CEO and a CEO having a conversation when you pitch it like that. They're like, oh, right. So, yeah. you know, be professional and also have your boundaries in place so that, yeah. you know, yeah. there is and make it, respect. Make it very clear that this is it, you know, like, this is, you know, put the expectation in that, yeah. and you know, it's it's a little bit, yeah, you have to actually stand up and stand a little bit taller yeah. when those conversations and have, you know, I'm having that conversation not just for me and my business. I'm having that conversation to educate the other person about our industry yes. and that, you know, we're not fly by nutters. We're not running it for the, 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 the joys and, <laughs> no. you know. The two-hour work week that we work. You We're know, not here like, for funsies, I've heard That's before. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Now, it's a big focus for everyone in the VA way is lead generation. And is there any unconventional or unique strategies that you have used to acquire some new clients? I am going to openly admit on this podcast, <laughs> I am the world's worst marketer. I look at Sasha and go, look at that girl going. She has got everything going. Why can't I be Always showing up. You? Always showing up. Consistency, consistency, consistency. So nothing unconventional or unique. Yeah. I do, however, make sure I follow up every lead. Yeah. Every contact that comes in, it's looked after. It's qualified. It's I can't help you. You're not the right fit, but I know someone who's perfect and deals with NDIS or something like that. So I try and always give a good impression, but yes, I am not the greatest at uh, self-promotion and it is on my to-do list of the development of Lee (laughs) that, yeah, I, I do do more marketing. I do stand to the front and actually do better. No, nothing unconventional. I have never done anything for free. I have never, I've done, you know, a bit of an end of year promo type thing, but never, but never given away everything, if that makes sense. I do see, I do see, and you would see it too. Hey, think about becoming a VA, you know, I'll do something for free for you. And I'm like, please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah. And then I drop, and then I drop my links to coaches. (laughs) I know. You're always out there promoting everyone. And I love that. So you are showing up in different ways. And I speak about that a lot is don't devalue yourself and your time and offer yourself for free. And you can collaborate with other VAs that are also starting and maybe exchange an hour here or there for exchange of testimonials. And Mm. then you're helping each other out. And certainly one thing that I've also said, if you go out there asking to work for free, you're also putting a big red flag on you saying, I'm new. And yes, whilst you might be new in business, you might have 25 years of experience that you have Uh, now just discredited. And now you're not in the opportunity to, you know, demand clients to respect you as well. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And I think for you, you know, you've been in business nine years as well. The fact that you can still run a professional corporation, you have a great team, it's profitable, all of the things is also a credit to yourself that you don't have to show up every day because you've actually done the hard work. So you might be like, I don't show up every day, I don't self-promote. 
you also don't have to because your reputa- your reputation brings people in oh, as well. Thank so you. acknowledge that's, that. That's that's lovely. No, that's nice to hear. And you know, I had a team member actually say to me the other day, she goes, I know you don't hear this enough. She said, But you are doing a great job. You know, yeah. you you've had adversity, you've had things in your life, but you know, you keep showing up. And I you think do. that that's the yeah. thing. And, and, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to say that this is the way that admin and co is forever. Yeah. I'm a big believer. You have to evolve and you have to change and, you know, there's things that'll happen sort of thing. So, yeah. So thank you. That's oh, right. yeah, thank def- you. Definitely need to acknowledge that. And before we finish up, I do have rapid fire questions that I do not share <gasps> with you before. Oh, no. <laughs> Really you don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Well, but that's why they're rapid fire. Let's see where this goes. I'd love for you to tell me your favourite social media platform for networking. Oh, Instagram. It's pretty. It's colours. It's, you know, I worked so many corporate years in accounting and banking and stuff like that. Like, Instagram is just, I love it. I love Harry Styles memes. <laughs> Tay-Tay. Except for the one-minute messages where... <laughs> then we switch over to Facebook because we have more than one minute conversations and then we end up spamming each other. I know. I know. I, I, I think every voice, voice note I send to you on there, I go, oh, hang on. I've only got a minute, <laughs> haven't I? <laughs> Somebody needs to get hold of the de- developer of Meta to fix that problem out because it's a big yeah, problem for us who not do use that as networking. Uh, right. Are you a morning or a night owl? Do you know what? I used to be morning. I used to be on a train by 20 past yeah. six every morning to travel to Melbourne in my yeah. early days. Since menopause, find it hard. And I do, I'm a diabetic too now too. I had a sure. massive hiccup with that too. That's one of the reasons why I got a team. I yeah. literally hospitalized myself for a week and uh, became a diabetic. So yeah, some days it's hard. Yeah. I, yeah. I my my happy my happy place is in bed by eight thirty. <laughs> I love it. I wish I wish that was a I wish that was a thing. Uh-oh. Windows Uh-oh. or Mac? Windows. Really? Yes. Surprise. However, everything else is like like iPhone. Blah blah. Yeah. yeah no. No, I can't. You should see my kids because my kids have got all the Macs and all that they with school. Yeah. They go, Mum, come and see this, and then they see me trying to do this thing with the mouse. That's when you know my age because I started typing, and I bet you there's not too many VAs who started typing on a black screen with green mm. type. Yeah, well, I even remember a typewriter. I've written a letter on a typewriter. There you go. Coffee or tea? <gasps> Coffee? Yeah. I've costed my family five new flights to Queensland because I insisted on stopping for coffee before we <laughs> got to the airport. Five brand new flights. That's My husband crazy. was a speaker at a conference. He was really happy. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? <gasps> you know what? It is beach. Yeah, nah. I, <laughs> I live in Victoria. It's way too cold. Yeah, any opportunity for the beach. For as long as I've known you, you've only been to beach locations. I know. I told, a few months before I get there as well. I uh, always tell my kids they grew up knowing they would never see snow. Well, you live in Victoria. It's only a couple of minutes, right? But I, I remember you were in the US and then I was in the US and then you were in Bali and I was in Bali. You're just about to following go me everywhere was, we go. Maybe we'll, actually be, me. maybe we'll actually get to meet in real life at some That's point right. and be in the, the same space. That's right. 
Well, thank you so much for giving up your time today and sharing with our listeners how you built such a beautiful business. Thank you so much for having me. And I really appreciate the time to be with a like-minded person. Thank you. No worries. And that wraps up another insightful episode of the Sasha Even Show. A big thank you to our guest, Lee Doherty, a seasoned VA, for sharing her captivating journey of admin and co. From her humble beginnings to becoming an everlasting force in the virtual assistant landscape, Lee has shared with us her secrets that fueled her success. I hope that you're as inspired as I am by the journey and strategies revealed today. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting your very own virtual assistant business, the insights shared by Lee are a goldmine. Thanks for joining us on this journey through the intricacies of running a thriving virtual assistant business. Until next time, keep thriving and stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at Sasha Eburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.